0: Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira. Sitting across from me again is John Teixeira. Hello. This week, we are back to talk about the cost of operating an STR. We talked to you last week about the cost of setting up an STR or Airbnb. Um, this week, we're going to get a little general in, in, and dive into the cost of operating an Airbnb or STR. Sure. Before next week, where we will dive into the specific numbers of a setup and operations from our own experience and, Ooh, that's and rentals. Good.
1: So. That's good. That's good. This so is right up two. your alley, Kyle. No, I don't know. This I'm is... not
0: very experienced. In that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do every day. So I'm I'm going to defer on this topic. I'm going to defer a lot to you and your expertise because while we both do this together, right, um, we both kind of are really good at staying in our lane, right? And, and this is your lane. So try to make my language.
0: We drive straight all the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have more of a highway or, you know, can't all be on the same. Just get
1: you a time. Tesla. It'll drive itself. <laughs> well, step
0: one, check. So let's see cost of operating in SDR. So there's a lot of costs depending on if you're self-managing, even if you have a management company, but we're going to talk about just the cops, cost of operations regardless. So, um, the first one we will talk about is marketing. Um, you don't, think of it that much as marketing because when we talk about an airbnb normally people think well it's on airbnb airbnb does the marketing um that's true Ooh. to a point they they distribute and show and market your listing but your listing needs to be marketable to start with um
1: well that would be like selling a house and saying it's on zillow,
0: zillow okay, did it all.
1: so it's on zillow
0: would you give zillow an address
1: Yeah. So Zillow would, so most people will find it on Zillow, but not everybody will find it on Zillow. And it's about, it's about exposure. It's Mm -hmm. about more eyeballs, the better.
0: So one thing I try to, I I describe often to people and clients is that one way the Airbnb or any of these vacation rental sites is a lot different than Zillow, even in its comparison, is it's a search engine. Um okay, Zillow could be a search engine too. So let's, let's just get away from that comparison is is the marketability of your listing is kind of like the marketability of your website on Google. It needs to have SEO, mm. which everybody loves to throw out. That's search engine optimization and things the things you do in that listing really do matter. And they Get into the cost. You can pay somebody to make sure you're SEO. Um, it takes a lot of knowledge and expertise to know what Airbnb wants. And while I know a lot of those things, keeping it general, you want professional photography. You get knocked up for having it. You get knocked down for not having it. Um, you know the Keywords and descriptions and, and all the same things that you can talk about in SEO. This isn't an SEO podcast. so I won't get into that. But there's a lot of cost and time that it takes to set that up properly and make sure that you have a marketable... And turn a profitable listing.
1: Yeah, you know, and it starts. You mentioned professional photography, it always starts there. And this is the same conversation I have with my buyers and sellers, right? About, mm-hmm. or mostly my sellers about selling their home. It's like there's an upfront cost to getting professional photography. I can go on my iPhone or my Android and take awesome pictures. It's never going to be anywhere close to what a professional photographer can do with their expertise, with the filters they have on their cameras, especially for the short-term rentals. We have a lot of, like, close-up pictures that we do, faded out and stuff, and it's kind of cool. I find myself shaking my head all the time at almost all of the listings that we compete against. (laughs) Almost everyone, dark, crappy photos from the corner of the room. Horrible photography.
0: Yeah, and even if you ignore those mm. obvious human things that get recognized by people like us and pretty much everybody looking, it's it's a website. What's the website looking for? Well, ironically, it's looking for a ton of photos. Like all these vacation sites, especially Airbnb, they the more want more photos, the better, more the, put, put the you, better. They you want higher. to make sure that they're the people looking are, there's less questions right when you're renting a short-term rental you don't you're not buying a house or renting you don't get square footage you don't get necessarily get these statistics of the house that can can show you that photos are misleading okay these photos look a little bit stretched right okay well this is a thousand dollar or a thousand square foot house so, you know this isn't probably isn't as big as it looks to me well in short-term renting you don't really get that you don't get to see that this cabin is four thousand square feet it may be a thousand square feet those those stats aren't advertised. Um, so having a lot of photos that you know show those things is important so the mm-hmm. the cost of the photography and doing it right and doing it good is very important, and keeping them up to date, you know. You run these things over years. You need new photos. You know, you with
1: with drone photography, sometimes. Yeah, and we'll right?
0: get, we'll get into how things change. But you know, you your listing will always change. So mm-hmm. There will always be something that you have to. We're having update. to reshoot
1: one of ours right now because we got all new docks and boat ramp and yeah, all new
0: stuff. We've we've upgraded listings. We didn't like the mm-hmm. style anymore. We wanted it. You know, or maybe at the front end, you needed. You didn't have the money to set it up how you wanted it and now a year later you do so you reshoot it um another thing that these these websites like so um another these these are just some tools really that go into marketing cost of operating is like content management systems um there's we use them i won't get it too much into them but there's systems that will manage your content and keep it the same over multiple platforms so like say you know i added a hairdryer to the bathroom you should start with one, but let's just use that as an example. <laughs> uh, we added a hair dryer. We need to now go put on Airbnb that we have a hair dryer. Now we need to go on VRBO, put we have a hair dryer. Now we go to booking.com, now we have a hair dryer. Now we're going to go to our own website, now we have a hair dryer. No, you want a system that lets you just go put, we added a hair dryer, and it syndicates that out to you know the things uh, accordingly. And I'll keep that one very general. We could go on the whole topic of content management systems, but. Um, <laughs>
1: We spend a lot of money on this stuff because we have a lot of listings. So, so these things save us a ton of time, right? Mm-hmm. And they're necessary for us to run our business as efficiently and as as professionally as possible. Yeah, and that's What sc- if I had one though? If I had one Airbnb, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to afford to do all the stuff that we do. It Maybe, wouldn't make sense. Uh, there's
0: there's a big market out there for things like content management systems some that target one mm. unit mm owners and some that some that target uh multiples for example when we use now if you have one two three four you wouldn't the cost wouldn't be worth it you wouldn't get right but the one we started with years ago was targeted towards yeah. one two yeah. three and it was perfect you mm-hmm. know and i've seen that that system has developed into something even even better than it was when we used it yeah. so um just knowing that there is some out there for all sections, like the one we currently have, wouldn't work if we had three hundred. You know, mm. maybe it would, but we'd probably <laughs> be looking for a different one. So, um, in addition to the content management, is research tools. Mm. Um, you, this isn't, I'd say, something you absolutely need, but it's definitely a cost of operating. There's no way you set the, set this thing up and operated it and determine pricing and all that without ever doing a speck of research, even a Google that says you know, what's this area get and looking at other things. Um, sure, that's a free one, but it's still research. But there's research tools that show you these, the back end data of all the listings on Airbnb on VRBO. These research tools can really help you compare and find out where your listing lands in the market, which is important to maximizing your, your daily rates, your, your occupancy. And actually, because you don't want to fit yourself into the wrong place of the market, you have a beautiful luxury listing and you put it at the bottom yeah it's going to get bookings but you're not going to get money and vice versa if a crappy listing gets sectioned at the top of you know quality listings then you're not going to make any money or occupancy so
1: so when we get a client that calls us and says hey i've got this house or i'm thinking about buying this house for to do um short-term rental on right Mm -hmm. what do you think that's the first thing we do is we go to our tool. It's a common tool that everybody uses, but everyone likes to use the free version and they don't pay for the real meat and bones of it, right? And so, but we're able to go in and do exactly like you said, look at, is this area oversaturated? That's the first thing we want to see, right? Like, are there too many listings in this in this area for us to start a new one, Mm-hmm. Um. maybe sometimes we'll still do it because we know we'll blow everyone else out of the water if it's just a bunch of crappy listings, right? But still, we want to know what, what's happening in this area. Is it oversaturated? What's happening with pricing? And we can give our client a really conservative estimate on what we think they will make over an entire year with the ebb and flows of the the seasons, right?
0: Yeah, and then we can use, you know, We do deeper dives after that into pricing tools, and I can get actual data on what we're going to charge and what we're going to make. And, um, Mm. you know, we try to beat those conservative estimates because, you know, you got to know what you're competing with. And
1: that's what I always tell people when we look at those. It's like, it's like what I do as a realtor, you know, I find comp, what we call comps, right? So we find comparable homes, right, that that match the home that we're looking to sell. That's kind of what this system is doing, the same thing. It's finding other homes in the area. They're also doing short-term rentals and giving you some comparable figures. But when I look at those homes, almost every time, Kyle, well, it's starting to get a little bit better. There's more professional companies out there doing this. but because yeah,
0: you're looking at other businesses, Yeah. Business units is what they all are.
1: I would still say more than half, at least, are horrible looking listings by do-it-yourselfers. I'm not putting people down for trying to do it themselves. I'm just saying that uh, we're going to crush them. With all the tools we have and with the presentation that we give it, we're going to crush over half of those those listings. Yeah. I almost discount the bottom half.
0: Sometimes it comes down to like just for t- professional photography you're you're saving yourself a couple hundred bucks and i'm you're losing yourself thousands i yeah. guarantee it so. yeah um yeah. so you know for, from there the marketing matters the marketing is the it's not just the starting point it, it's the most important piece from the start and throughout you know mm-hmm. we're going to get into how to make it you know the day-to-day and, and all that stuff is what makes it you know gives it longevity but if you want to start a short-term rental or operate one, you can't just ignore the marketing. You can't just expect it. You know, Airbnb is going to do all the work. You know, well, Airbnb will tell you very specifically what you need to do to improve marketing, mm-hmm. but um, not all of them will, so.
1: Okay, hey, example, quick example. When we started our first Orange Beach listing, we, we right off the bat, we booked in that thing like crazy. And it amazed me because when I would do, there's 186 units in our complex. So I'm not even talking all of Orange Beach. If I only hone my search down to our complex, we came up like on page eight or something like that. Like, how do people get to page eight? I imagine that there's filters that we're using that were getting us up higher or something. I don't know. But the, my point was getting that thing to rise to the top became our goal, right? And, yeah, and doing all the things we're talking about, we're going to talk about to get to the top of the list, so you're not on page 8. You're on page 1 or 2 is enormous for your revenue.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and that's it you know, starts with reputation management yep. too and pricing and all this stuff. It's a it's a, a- Beautiful balance or yeah. that you have to mm-hmm. go through and, and know what you're doing to, to yeah. actually succeed. A lot of that comes down to your day to day operations. You know, we're talking about the cost of operating. The day to day things build that reputation, that build the build off the foundation to make it a listing that will have longevity. So, you know, the obvious one is cleanings, right? Are cleanings a big deal in yeah. in operating yes. an STR. Yes, um, I'd argue they're they're the they're the make or break. They really are. A bad cleaning
1: crew will kill you and a good cleaning crew will make you look like roses.
0: And we've we've experienced both. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest journeys we've been on is cleaning and you know, we could talk for days about cleaners whether we you know, we've hired them out, we've had them third party, we've had them third party but a member of our team. We've created our own in-house cleaning crew <laughs> and to operate them and then Now we do all of it, don't we? Yeah, now we do all (laughs) of it. So now I have all bases covered, but you know that, and and then you, you know, it's just like anything else in business. You need good people. You know, sometimes you just got to keep, it's never perfect. You just got to keep trying until you get good people. And at the end of the day, sometimes your reputation gets the best once you find those good people, because it's the little things, it's the little things with the cleanings that and and I we call them cleanings right now. We really call them turnovers, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not just cleaning. It's um, you know linens and supplies and making sure that th- things are checked for the next guest that the f- previous guest didn't mess up and you know whatever it may be. Um, but if that if that goes really well, like say the cleaning and turnover goes really well, it goes noticed because and then the guest is like it was very clean and you know it's clear that they set this up for us they folded the towels a certain way blah 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 those things go get noticed and get positive responses and maybe it helps them ignore something little that if it were dirty those get significantly negative. It, it does also get noticed. And yep. then now they notice other things and then, yep. you know, a splash of paint somewhere where it shouldn't be now is yep. dirty to people instead of, yep. you know, it's just a, a mishap. So mm-hmm. um, that's your make or break it because let's say that's one star difference, right? So mm-hmm. you're either getting five stars, you're getting four stars. You do that a hundred times. That's a big difference. Yeah, you're on page one or you're on page 27, you yep. know? Um, because people think getting four stars is hard four stars people I'd say most people tend to want to help others and give them good feedback you know like you take an Uber most of these Uber drivers have like a 5.0 well you know and like Twelve thousand rides or whatever, because um, you're in, unless something happened, which is less likely in a car ride, unless something negative happened, you're inclined to give positive feedback or none, right? None or positive. Where in short term rentals, I don't don't think that's specifically true, but uh, but even if people are unhappy, they'll usually it'll average out to like a four. You want it to average out to a five <laughs> yeah. or as close as you can get to it, because that. And it, it, it ties into the marketing. That's where operations and marketing really come together. Because come together you get is. good
1: feedback. You get good feedback from the best feedback you get, whether it's positive or negative, is from your guests. Yes. And you're like, you know what? Shoot. You're right. There's no – or we didn't realize that the pot holders were all missing. We missed that. Mm-hmm. Like, And a guest says, oh, it would have been nice to have some potholders. Gosh, let's go well, get some. It's, it's not
0: just noticed. It's it's noticed on the front end too. So like a lot of these guests have probably read most of your reviews mm-hmm. before staying with yeah. you. So if they saw that you know there, there was no this, there was this issue, and then they get there and they <laughs> see still that it's there. still an issue, and they're like, okay, well this host didn't really care to fix it. It's not like they weren't told they they right. see publicly mm-hmm. that you right. were told exactly um, good point. And you know if you but I've also had that become a very positive experience because they, and they tell us after the fact, like, Hey, I saw this review about this thing and I was worried about it, but it's very clear that you guys not only addressed it, you went above and beyond and got rid of it or whatever, mm-hmm. made it better. Yep. Um, that makes them feel like, you know, like you
1: care, like you care, you, like you care more than yeah, just you're, a money generating thing.
0: Exactly. You're providing an experience like yep. it, it, when, when if there's, <clears throat> it's very rare in these days, but, you know, when we we're starting out, it's a little less rare when problems would occur. And when you actually impact someone's experience or their vacation and, like, it's significant, like, that it, we care. Like, it would mm-hmm. significantly bother us if, like, say they're here for a wedding and they had to spend five seconds thinking about something that wasn't even having to do with that. You know, that's not what they booked your experience for. Right. Um, so that's, that's a cost that's worth taking, you know, making sure that you... Give that extra effort, you know, extra labor, pay that extra person to make sure that the guest experience is what they what you're offering.
1: Well, let's talk about that a little bit because there is literally four of us on our team that monitor guest experience. Now some of us aren't doing much, right? We're not we're we're just monitoring it and kind of backing each other up, right? And see who gets to it first. Like We well, like, can't put four
0: You can't put four to it, right? That's four yeah. over overseeing it this don't we got other you know i have my crews that execute for us maintenance crew all these other people that help tie this all together um but yeah you're right that sounds excessive
1: there's a lot of labor hours that go into it even even if one person was doing it they would be putting a lot of hours into doing it
0: in one person and the reason we have so many helping out with the oversight part is it's speed to action you know like exactly uh, it doesn't matter if four people see the same thing come in. One of us is going to address it, right?
1: The, the the one positive feedback we get on our reviews consistently with almost every review is about responsiveness. And that's for two reasons. One, what we just talked about, the the four of us overseeing it. And two, the the automation tools and stuff that you've put in place create an extremely responsive um a uh, system that people really, guests really enjoy it and appreciate yeah, they it. Do,
0: they do because you give them all the information they need, yep. take questions out of their mouth, unless things happen. That's and then right. when things happen, you address it. That's right. Um, speed to action, right? So, so that's
1: another cost, operation, right? Yeah. That, all that, that automation, all the labor that goes into, I mean, even if you're doing it yourself and it's your place, your time is worth something.
0: Your time's worth a lot, actually. Your quality of life is worth a lot. You know, you that's may... Right. Because you put all these efforts in, like, and when we were starting this, you know, we put all these, it, it's a lot to set all this up, right? And to get it right and whatever. But if you put all this work into one and it's so degrading to you that you don't want to do two or three or four after that. Could you imagine
1: if we didn't put in place the automation that you put into place for, for messaging, just that one thing alone? Can you imagine what a nightmare it would be to do the amount of vacation rentals that we do today with the amount of messaging that we would have to manage? I mean, you've created a system that has allowed us to, to minimize the amount of messaging that we manually have to do back to guests.
0: And we yeah we used to do it so I can imagine you just I know it's, it's one
1: it's, listing would create every inquiry had questions mm-hmm. that have standard they're standard questions that have standard answers
0: and it's it's dynamic it's great because you learn from experience right yeah. it's not like I just made this messaging system and automations right. one day and it was like boom right, right. we're off it's to the races always changing no it's always been getting better and changing and and we've learned things and like timing is everything. You don't want to blast people with everything they need. You do, but you want them to get it when they need it. That's yep. what makes automations That's and right. messaging effective. Like when you book, you get a timeline. That's it. It's That's like, right. you will get this information. Here's when you'll get it. you right. no longer ask me that question. Um, then you get a confirmation of all the, you know, the, the rules, acknowledgements, the things that you need to know. I need you to know, but like, you can just read it all at booking, and you're cool with it, boom. And because you're also recognizing that most people don't know this, but I know this on the front end, that you are on the back end, that you only have 48 hours to cancel those reservations free of charge. Regardless of the host cancellation policy, the website's not giving you that feedback unless you cancel in the first 48 hours. That's not advertised. Why would they advertise that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you need that information within the time you book. You need the stuff that might make you cancel right. right when you book. You don't need to know how the TV works or all this stuff. Or the address. You're the, yeah, the address. <laughs> um, when you're asking me for the address, I'm thinking you're trying to put it on a party invitation, you know? So, um, But all these things, timing has made it so important. You know, it's, it's, it's what makes it so efficient. So if I blasted everybody with the house rules and the not the rules, but like the house rules and the instructions and where to go, how to get in all this stuff, like seven months before you actually show up. Now you're just going to be looking for it later. So yeah, yeah. the cost of, uh, messaging and communication is, is one of the biggest pieces of, of this operation. So like I hear, um, we, I talked to a lot of, in Orange Beach specifically, we talked to a lot of like self managed people and mm-hmm. people who don't have a management company and they don't want to spend the few bucks in, in retrospect, a you know, few bucks monthly or you know, handful of dollars monthly that it ta- takes to have this automation system or the hour that it may take you per month to set it up and upkeep it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will spend, 20 minutes during their family dinner on a Friday night communicating with guests.
1: I've got a, I've got a good friend that says he sits on the couch every night, and he opens up his laptop, and he goes through all his pricing and the, the calendars for the upcoming month, and he manually adjusts the pricing how he thinks it needs to be adjusted based on the upcoming events, and he does this nightly.
0: Yeah, and I, in very nice terms, told him that while you're doing that, I have a tool that is undercutting those <laughs> prices by a few dollars, and- And I'm the one getting the booking. And I'm the one getting the booking, yep. so, and, you know, sorry, that's business, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. it, but it's just like the, the messaging thing, which is a, one of the only things people really think about, like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to me- message around with people. Sure, that's a way of keeping it very general, um, but think about when people book vacation rentals. The most inconvenient times for you, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, you know, it's not during the time that you want to be messaging people during the day, it's when you're probably spending time with your family or whatever, Um, which we deal with, of course, but having that minimized is, I'd say it's a value, it's one of the costs that is definitely worth it, Um, you know, we speak a lot about people's time here, and you know. What's the cost of your time? So so labor, um, more of the day-to-day things is like replenishing items. You know, mm-hmm. that's a cost. Um things don't just show up either, you know, like how much your paper towels? Well, take whatever your paper towels or you need a system that makes that efficient because it's not just gonna show up back in the house, right? Is your right. crew gonna get it? How's your crew gonna get it? Are you gonna send them every time with supplies? Okay, well, they're gonna charge you more for that if it's an external person. Um if it's an internal person what's the the system you make for them to replenish those things and and define it you know is the the guest expecting two rolls of paper towels or are they expecting three rolls of toilet paper per thing or are they only going to get half when they show up and they need to go to the store so tell them that tell your your crew needs to know that your team needs to know that so Mm -hmm. um, there needs to be a piece to it that matters so and then upkeep and maintenance so that's really just it's more than it sounds like, because (laughs) you're in the house constantly, right? So you don't have, it's not like, you know, long-term rental where you go a year and maybe you need to do a huge turnover and painting and all that stuff. And that's where people think it's lower maintenance. Well, well, yes, but it's shorter spurts of way higher use and traction. You know, you may get a family of 12 in here for three days. Well, there, you know, there's things that are going to happen. Like, we need to redo the ceiling on wood floors right now. One of our properties in a long-term rental probably wouldn't have been needed for 10 years. Well, it's needed after three. Um, it's because there's just really high traffic areas in this pool home. Um, you know, things like that, pay attention to them. You know, pillows, sheets need to be replaced. Um, there's just a lot of wear and tear that, that goes into short-term rentals. So. Yes, sir. And you can't ignore it all because you could be making a whole bunch of money while it's all good. And you're, profits will deteriorate as the property yep. deteriorates if you right. don't if you don't do something that's about right. it so that's right part of the day-to-day is reservation management which we've kind of gotten into already mm-hmm. yeah messaging communications but also collecting payments mm-hmm. um, like it's not it very rarely is it just you know book everything pay you're good you know that, that's what most people want and that's you want to try to set up your listings that way to where there's not any added fees, but people ask for added things Mm -hmm. and that's where it comes in. Like they may
1: early check-ins,
0: early Early check-ins, late checkouts, um, uh, parking passes, stuff like that. But the early check-in and early checkout is late checkout, whatever it is, is the most common. And, and I've had a lot of conversations about why you have to charge for that. Right. And there's situations where we don't charge for it. Um, but most of the time we do, because what people don't understand is you're usually, you're essentially discounting a day, you know, because if you give, say you give a four hour late checkout or like you could check out at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., whatever. Well, you're not having someone check in at 4 p.m. that day. That'd be extremely irresponsible, mm-hmm. right? Right. So in order to guarantee that in advance, you now need to block out the possibility of someone checking in that day, That's which right. means you're not getting paid that night. So... Is it going to be as much as a whole night? That's up to you to determine. Usually no, but point. you know, one way we deal with it, just to peek into our operations, is we do not guarantee in advance. I'll guarantee it 72 hours or less before based on our schedule, because a lot of times you can you know when you're close in you could see it like checking out they're asking for a late checkout on Sunday next guest isn't checking until Monday afternoon okay well,
1: well you, nobody's gonna book one day because we don't allow that anyway yeah
0: so so yeah you're either getting a late checkout yeah. and whatever mm. then or you're not and sometimes maybe those, those are ways to give perks to guests you know when things go wrong you give that to them for free you know mm. whatever maybe you give it maybe you have a same day turnover that ended at one they finished mm. cleaning it at one guest is there check-ins at 4. Okay, well, that just happened to right. happen. I'm just going to let you go check That's in right. or whatever charging you for this seems, you know, cuz right. then if it wasn't finished, I wouldn't be able to do that. So, um so they're getting some value in whatever they're paying for. So,
1: But when we schedule that in advance, now the cleaners, maybe the cleaner has eight turnovers that day that have to be done, right? And so the cleaner has to go do this particular property because they've paid for an early check-in. And then, you know, maybe that's not... The most ideal one to do that's next in their route, but they have to do it right. Mm -hmm. And so, well, and sometimes they're charging you
0: more too. Like you're charging the late checkout fee because now it has to be cleaned at five o'clock. Well, normally this cleaning crew would be checking check ins are at four, so normally they would be done. Maybe they have to pay their staff a little bit more to clean that at five o'clock or whatever it may be. So, um, you know, managing that and then accounting for it and reporting it, you know, if you. If you manage a lot of these things, a lot of money going from different channels back and forth and whatever it may be, um, you got to account for that and report it. And if you're a management company, you got to report it to your clients That's right. and, and do all that. So, That's right. but even if you're not, you should definitely be looking and accounting and reporting to yourself, you know, um, it, it gives you transparency and insight into your own operations because there's a lot of costs as we've been saying, but. You know, another cost of operating is taxes, you know, without Mm. accounting and reporting taxes are hard. It's been a big one lately. Um, it has been a big one. You know, these cities and municipalities that are starting to
1: want a piece of the pie.
0: They want a big piece of the pie. (laughs) They usually want a piece of your gross, right? Everybody wants a piece of your gross. And at the end of the day, there's a gross amount left for you. (laughs) That's not the right way to put it, but it's your net. Your net's, your net's kind of (laughs) gross. It's
1: kind of gross how they how they steal your money from you, isn't it? Yeah,
0: love it, right? And then <laughs> and that's not we're not talking about when at the end of the year when you report to the federal government because then you also need all this reporting and
1: this this, this what but what we're talking about is all part of the expenses of operating a short term rental. I mean that people don't think about and don't don't they don't even consider right taxes is probably the last thing people consider.
0: I pay them monthly.
1: Oh those taxes, the ones that you pay annually, mm-hmm. the ones you pay quarterly. I mean, you know, there's lodging taxes. I mean, every every city state is different and then you've got your federal taxes. So I know that people are out there right now, Kyle, touting the benefits of doing these short-term rentals. They're out there on Instagram, on TikTok going, hey, look at me. I'm 24 years old. I own six Airbnbs and I I was able to quit my job and I'm making six figures.
0: Yeah, and they love to s- show the payouts on Airbnb. Right. Those Airbnb payouts, I love it. I love when I see those those pictures and videos because they just make me laugh. I'm like, you know, I use those payouts section too when I do my reporting. But that <laughs> is before you get all the deductions. It's like, do, 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 you know, now I paid all the cleaners. Now here's my uh, maintenance for the month, and right. here's blah blah blah. But and
1: by the way, maintenance—we kind of glossed over that. And I know we've talked about this in in previous podcasts, but maintenance is way more intense on a short-term rental. I mean, you're talking you're talking landscaping. You don't have to pay on a, lo- a long-term rental. Pest control, right? Um, we're doing internet is and all the utilities. You don't do those on long-term rentals. That right there is a huge expense every single month. That you don't have on a long term rental.
0: Yeah, electricity that tends to be higher because people use the electricity short term rentals, it's just like in a hotel room. Who turns their lights off when they leave the hotel room, right? You know, and they treat right. Airbnbs the same way. They that's leave right. everything on. They got TVs running. They got that's right. they got all seven of your TVs in the house on for who knows why, because they 'cause they're I mean, we're paying for this place, yep, you know. Just
1: open the door and let all the cold air
0: <laughs> out, and... out. Yeah. No, it, it it adds up. But it's also speed and urgency, you know? Because, say your AC goes out, or something urgent happens that's going to affect the experience, you don't get to have time to make cost considerations. To, yeah, you don't yeah. have the luxury to use your, you know, hopefully you have good people working with you, but you know, you don't get to go get three quotes and make
1: fast decisions. Yeah. Efficiency is the most important thing.
0: You're going to you want a bad review and refund say a $3,000 week reservation because you want to spend the next week getting three quotes for a $6,000 AC unit you can't and then do it. no you can't do, it. You and, can't do and, it. And there's not always a great solution that saves all of that happening, you know, an AC unit going out is probably a worst case. Um, but do you do you plan ahead? Do you have window units on hand? Do you how much are you going to compensate people when things happen? That's a huge question of operations. Is how much are you going to compensate people for things that happen? How are you going to make that determination? Because they will, and they will expect it. And one of the biggest things I've learned in operating is coming out ahead of. You know, when when someone pays for an experience and it's it's deficient, you know, they they should they they are owed some compensation. So if you go out ahead of it and tell them what they're owed, most people are are good on that where if you make them ask, everyone's gonna want a full refund, right? (laughs) They're just gonna see what they can get. That's that's what they're doing to you. So because at the end of the day, they don't see you. You get either. Right. It's There's always this this gap. Like they yeah. may have paid three thousand dollars, and Airbnb took five hundred, and then taxes think. went two hundred. Blah blah blah. Your payouts hey, nineteen. Rightly so. so, they
1: paid three thousand dollars. It doesn't matter to them where it all goes and yeah. who's taking what. It doesn't really matter. They paid three thousand dollars for that experience, and that's all that
0: matters.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: so is, that is it? Um, yeah. So, so there's a lot, There's a lot of cost of operating, and we're going to get. Further into those, and and one we didn't mention is management fees. You mm-hmm. know, if if you're self managing, you don't have them. M- hope maybe,
1: <laughs> but if you're self managing, I would say I would I would claim, and I make this claim all the time, and I know it to be true, that you're probably not making as much revenue as you should and could be, if somebody. That was really good was managing it for you. Mm-hmm. Not just anybody. There's crappy managers out there, but you got somebody that really knows how to, how to improve your revenue and do it the, in the most efficient way and has all the tools that we have. We're going to make you so much more money that. The cost that you pay us to do it will almost—if it doesn't pay for itself, it may pay for itself, right? It may even—it may be—it probably will even exceed paying for itself. But it's impossible to really to document and prove to somebody, mm-hmm. isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: I could go on that tool that I showed you and said, "Look at all these people that have like homes and they're making fifteen and eighteen and twenty-two thousand dollars a year," and I just made you forty-seven.
0: Yeah, or you could just go do that same comparison in places where we have units, and we're just like, well, this tool just pulled up the top properties. It wasn't me.
1: Guess who's ours? Guess who's at the top?
0: All the top properties. But, um, but even you know, if anything is a testament, even technically, we don't even self manage. I mean, we pay a management fee to our own company, and as owners, we take the net, just like any of our clients. You know? Yes, sir. Um, So we get to see that too. Um, treat it that way. So, even I hire myself to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're hiring your whole team to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and even, you know, whatever. Do whatever you want. But Well, here's one we didn't talk
1: about, Kyle. Just, we're we're about done, right? You've gone through the list of operating. Here's one more. How about capital improvements? Oof, yes. Because we've done a lot of capital improvements on some of ours. We've ran them for three four five years they've gotten beat up and we've had to completely change out the floors or completely replace or repaint the whole place or change a bed right right now we're doing some capital improvements on one of our units to see you know to spruce it up a little bit to make it a little different we've been running that thing for a long time the way it is like how can we spruce this up and make it different keep the same theme we have but really make it stand out more and we're putting some serious money into it the backyard those are things that you want to do and have to do for these to to improve and change the guest experience as you go along if you want to if you want it to continue to generate revenue
0: yeah and i don't think there's a single unit where we haven't done that i mean and it, yeah. we we try to do it whether you do it uh, you know all at once and we try to do it consistently you know we're constantly doing capital improvements um, makes the hits lower you know you take small hits every month doesn't feel like but you know it's being constantly updated and improved um, like carpets you know carpets have a way higher way higher wear and tear in short-term rentals you know maybe they stain or whatever you know but they need to look at a higher degree than they always need to look pretty new, you know. You always want them to look pretty new. Um, think of how much they're vacuumed, how much they're they're cleaned. You know, a lot of these things get cleaned two, three times a week. You know, cle- even cleaning things deteriorates them. So, um, it's all very important to the cost of operating your Airbnb and short-term rental because you want to make sure it's successful and recognizing all these things because you know, there's not a single thing we talked about today. Or that we will talk about that is free. You know, none of this is, this all takes time, labor, tools, money, whatever it may be. It all takes efforts, you know. And if you don't think about all the efforts it's going to take you and you just watch the TikTok and you're like, you know, I can do Airbnb this. arbitrage, you know, rent it, furnish it, profit, <laughs> money in your bank account, blah, blah, blah. So.
1: Arbitrage is a whole, whole nother, uh, whole nother uh, uh, topic we could talk about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kyle, I think that's why I think this is good. I mean, I feel like sometimes we we maybe maybe we, if somebody's listening to this, they might be thinking, "Wow, there's a lot more to this than I realized," or "This is going to cost a lot more money," and and I don't want people to walk away from this thinking that this is too much, because it's not. It's worth it. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. What we're trying to say is you need to be thinking about all the costs, be prepared for them, the time, labor, and money that it takes to do this right. You don't have to have all the tools we do. It's just going to be a little bit harder, a little less efficient, but you work your way into that. We didn't always have all these tools. So do it or hire somebody like us or... But I'm not trying to discourage anybody from this. I don't want anybody to think that, that we just gave you a list of of negatives and, and we're discouraging you. This is a great thing. The guy that's on TikTok saying, hey, look what I did. He's not entirely wrong. I just think he's only painting the rosy picture mm-hmm. and he's not telling you what the other side looks like as well
0: yeah doing all these things right help boost revenue to help pay for them right. you know so at the end of the day it's it's looking at what it takes to do anything you that's know right. and make sure you do it because we can do all these things all day you got a you got a unit that's not useful to people in an area that it's not needed it doesn't matter how good you operate that's right you you picked the wrong that's piece. right <laughs> so.
1: that's right exactly right
0: well, this interests everybody, or you want to give us a call and discuss, give us a call 817 818 9039. Shoot us an email at Money at com, And then, or tune in next week where we are going to dive into some actual figures, some actual costs of operating, some actual costs of setup, um, some actual monthly and a, you know, annual um, amounts. The real, the real gonna, money, huh? We're going to take our rentals, our statements. You know, We're not going to say who they're for and all that stuff, but they're, they're properties that we operate real at examples. different levels. Yep. New ones, some that we've operated for years, some that we set up this year. Just Love to it. give you Can't wait. an idea of... of this is, this is it. This is the meat and potatoes. This yep. is actually how we're doing it. And it's actually being done. This is how money's actually flowing in, flowing out, and into yep. people's pockets. So. Love it. You want to tune in on that? I'll see you next week. Good discussion, Kyle. Thank of you. Of course. Bye.